Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have just tuned in to G, D, and the Wheezy. I'm on the solo today, Kylo Rev, a.k.a. G. But we're all Star Wars fanatics, so it's all good. Uh, today's topic will be the elimination of Supreme Leader Snoke early in this new trilogy and how that has transformed the Star Wars universe not only from a fan perspective but from a literary stage play point of view. We're dealing with the first time in Star Wars history that the antagonist is actually eliminated early. We've been used to the antagonist, i.e. Chancellor Palpatine, the Emperor, um, you know, falling um, to Darth Vader in Episode 6 in The Return of the Jedi uh, when he was trying to kill Luke. Um, so this is the first time you actually have the antagonist of the film or the supposed antagonist of the film eliminated early um which is it's pretty monumental um some of the star wars fan base you know is disappointed that there's not a huge backstory on supreme leader snoke right this minute um which i mean if you look at episode five and episode six which chronologically came first in the star wars universe um there wasn't a backstory to the emperor immediately either however the emperor was not eliminated uh by the second film or the second installment empire strikes back so they're very similar in the same where the backstory to the arch villain or antagonist if you will has not been revealed yet. Um, however, according to what we saw in The Last Jedi, Supreme Leader Snoke is no longer living. And the role of Supreme Leader has been assumed by Ben Solo. And I also think it's pretty interesting that Supreme Leader Snoke refers to um, Ben as young Solo and not young Skywalker. He refers to Luke as Skywalker, but he only recognizes the Skywalker blood in Kylo in comparison to Darth Vader when he's, you know, antagonizing him. Um, Supreme Leader Snoke, in my opinion, is definitely a powerful character. Um, I think the Star Wars universe or a third or a half or whichever, um, you know, certain fans don't feel like, you know, his role fulfilled their needs. I think that a little bit more patience is required in getting to know his character because Star Wars from the beginning, episode four till where we are now, episode eight, Rogue One, even the solo film, Star Wars is all about character evolution and character development and until the trilogy is complete 
um, I think all eyes should be set on what's coming next. And I'm, I, I know for a fact that J.J. Abrams is going to do an awesome job. I think he did a great job with episode seven. And I think Ryan Johnson, I absolutely adored The Last Jedi. Um, it's one of the most creative, innovative Star Wars um, films as of yet. Um, people could not, you know, control certain aspects of the film um so you know there was some disappointment but i think a lot of the accolades and celebration of the movie i think a lot of that is um you know not 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 circulated enough um but again we all have our favorites and we all have our least favorites but it's all star wars so i love it all (laughs) even to my least favorite element of star wars i absolutely love it um so yeah supreme leader snoke um and him being eliminated early uh in the sequel trilogy the last jedi episode eight um completely monumental and i mean what it does from a literary sense is it completely strips away the role of antagonist and now you have dual heroes you have dual protagonists um Kylo Ren can't really be considered the villain if he just killed Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, He didn't try to destroy Rey. Uh, He, in a sense, kind of saved Rey or went against Supreme Leader Snoke's orders to kill her. And he did his own thing. And then you have Rey, who has been etched into the Star Wars universe. And we do not know her origin. And to be honest, it fulfills a large part of the Star Wars lore to not exactly know where she comes from just yet. I don't think it's an element of Star Wars that they're going to leave untold or or people aren't going to know eventually where, you know, Rey comes from. But I think it's perfect for the suspense. It's perfect for the who is it? Um, it's one of those awesome Star Wars questions that is in limbo. Everybody that has a favorite character in Star Wars or a favorite episode has that moment of what if, what happened to, I wonder what's going to happen. And that's that's part of the, the, the great part of, you know, loving Star Wars and, and actually paying attention to it um, and the character progression with the introduction of new heroes. So, um Supreme Leader Snoke eliminated early um, the antagonizing behavior of um, of Supreme Leader Snoke towards Ben, um, always in a constant comparison to his grandfather, Darth Vader, um, always belittling him based on his defeat to Rey um, at Starkiller Base, um, always commenting on his his failure and how he is not living up to and i think that ultimately blew up in his face just like trying to woo luke skywalker to the dark side with emperor palpatine the plan that he had in place just failed um the difference between that and episode eight and snoke and palpatine is that this has happened in the in the second episode of the trilogy, episode eight, as opposed to the last, which would have been Return of the Jedi. 
you know, so Palpatine dying as the finale, Luke, you know, trying to get his father, you know, off the off the base, off which he did, you know, for the for the for the ceremony. But, you know, it was the typical, awesome, amazing, heroic tale of the villain being destroyed and, you know, good winning. Um, but with Snoke being eliminated early, it's uh, it's it's <laughs> it's something completely different. And um, I find it interesting that Ben has progressed from not being able to hold that lightsaber that belonged to Anakin to being able to light it. And Ray throwing it to him and him being able to hold it and actually ignite it into the face of one of Snoke's guards. I just thought that was just complete awesomeness. And the fact that if he had, if he truly is dark, then why is this tool being gradually, you know, he's being able to touch the lightsaber when at first he was not able to. So I think the story has this awesome evolution and I think the backstory of Snoke is important. I think that some of the elements of Snoke's backstory is best for the novelization. And I think, like, the canvas that Brian Johnson left, as my man David puts it, you know, it, it left a blank canvas. It leaves this open thing for J.J. Abrams to, to, do, to do what he wants. I mean, if he wants to go back and give us a little backstory of Snoke, and nine or maybe Snoke was a maybe that wasn't Snoke maybe he wasn't who he said he was then and there or maybe Snoke is dead and maybe it's the 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 culture shock of the villain dying that early <laughs> that everybody is just so spun up about and hasn't been able to process so I think it's just an awesome awesome element in the star wars universe for the first time to see the antagonist the arch villain the arrogant supreme leader snoke um utterly pierced in his side through both hands and cut in half by his so-called apprentice uh i think the lesson learned with ben is you know loyalty is earned loyalty is is deserved um when someone kind of like anakin breaks their back for you you don't repay them by antagonizing them and keeping them out of the loop it's just interesting how anakin just went off and <laughs> brought down whole temple and killed younglings and ben went off but actually you know killed the uh the villain so just my take on Supreme Leader Snoke and his execution early in Episode 8, The Last Jedi, and how that impacts the entire Star Wars universe as we know it. So stay tuned, man. We got some good stuff coming. I'll have D on the episode. I'll have Wheezy. I got my man Richard um, and my other guy, Kenneth. So we'll be here every Sunday, every other Sunday um, with an awesome podcast and we'll be chopping it up about Star Wars. Why? Because we love it. Why? Because we grew up with it. Thank you, George Lucas.